Hi everyone, I'm Paola Diana and this is Unleashed, the Game Changers. Today our guest is a real game changer. We really need to say thank you to Maya for Sutter, for everything she's done for us. Thank you, Maya, for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. So, Maya, you are a police entrepreneur, you are an activist, a strong feminist, but you were a victim of, a, a, I think, a very bad abuse uh, because you went through hell for almost three years. And I think still nowadays you are still going through a lot of pain. Can you tell us what happened and uh, why? <laughs> um, I lost my job. I was working for um, an in, uh, international development think tank and I tweeted about gender self-ID um, and I lost my job. That's, that's the very short story. That's terrible. But what you tweeted, I mean, can you say the exit words that put you in trouble? They never told me the particular words that put me in trouble, but what I did was it was um, it was in 2018 when the UK government was consulting on its proposal to change the Gender Recognition Act to Self-ID. Self so the government was asking people, what do you think? And I, and I worked for a, a research organisation, a policy organisation, so I thought, you know, I ought to be able to tweet about a government policy. Sure. Um, and so first I tweeted um, quite dry, you know, I said the government's consulting, you should have your say. Um, and I tweeted a few things from newspapers that were going on, like there was a male prisoner um, who had transitioned and changed his name to Karen White, um, but still had I remember you know, that all, his, all his bits horrible and case. was in a women's prison um, and sexually assaulted two women. And, you know, I thought this was awful. So I tweeted about that, sort of nothing. I was tweeting a few things. I, I'd, I'd been reading about this and thinking about it for about a year before I got the courage to tweet about it. And then when I did tweet about it, almost nobody responded. Um, and so then I thought, I'm going to ask a question that the people who follow me, I had about 2,000 followers. They were um, policy researchers. You know, yeah. they're, they're argumentative people. They'll usually get into an argument. Um, and so I tweeted a question, which was, um, lots of them, lots of the guys have made this pledge not to be on a manal. So if they're invited to a conference and it's going to be all men on the panel, they'll say to the conference organiser, um, you know, aren't there any women who know yeah. stuff? Um, you know, so it's like their contribution to, to feminism in their own um, professional life. Um, and there was this story in the newspaper about a man called Philip Bunce, who works for Credit Suisse, the international bank. Yes. Um, and he goes to work on a Friday in a pink dress and a wig and okay. calls himself Pips on a, or, you know, I don't know if mm -hmm. it's a Friday, but, you know, a few days a week, he goes to work in his alter ego, which is Pips Bunce. And um, the Financial Times was doing this list of 100 women in business, and they'd given him an award as one of the 100 women Why? in business. I can't believe that. It's, uh, it really it, happened. I mean, it's insulting. It yeah. is insulting to, you know, knock a woman off that list and say that this person who doesn't even claim to be Absolutely. a woman, yeah. you know, he's a married man um, yeah. who wants to come to work in, in a dress and a wig. And it's fine for him, you know, if yeah. he likes to dress like that. I'm sure no one has anything to, to, to say about that. You know, it's his decision. It's fine. Yeah. But That's it doesn't make him a woman in exactly. any way. Absolutely. Um, so, so anyway, people were, were sort of angry about that and there were um, discussions about that was in the, in the newspaper at the time. So I thought I'd use it as a kind of thought experiment. And so I asked on Twitter, if you've made this pledge not to be on a panel and you were invited to be on a panel with Pips Bunce and two other guys, would you say, can you find a woman? Because that the all of the questions about gender self-ID, you know, sure. they're about sports or about prisons or women's yeah. refuges. And it's easy for people to say, well, it's complex. I'm sure someone will sort it out, but it's not for me to sort it out. Yeah. You know, that's, it's, 
for me know, it's not really complex at yeah, all no but you know <laughs> but people but people can you know people can say well it's not yeah, my business yeah, that's the prison's authority fine. to work out or that's the olympic association <laughs> to work out yeah. they, and so this kind of put it into their life and said if this was in your life what would you do and it's not asking them to be rude to pips bounce or to say anything course, mean yeah. to him but to say you know i've made a personal pledge that you ought to have a woman on a panel um, and I'm still going to hold you to that, even though this sure. person is wearing a dress and a wig. And so made what happened? It, it made it personal and made people think. And so we had a conversation that went on for about a week. You know how Twitter it can get quite yeah. noisy. Um, and people answered it in good faith. And I was really surprised. These guys who are, you know, it was an economic think tank. There's a lot of economists that are in my that were in my network. You know, they're like empirical, hard nosed people and they were saying well if he feels like a woman for some of the time <laughs> I, I was so surprised but oh at least we'd God. had this discussion yeah. and we'd kind of unpicked bits yeah. of this question anything you know to and, give women their space yeah anything so yeah. this had, this went on for about a week and what I didn't realize was so the organization I was working for headquarters in Washington DC but I was in London based in the, the London office and as this conversation was going on on Twitter, and it was polite, um, sort of alarm bells were ringing in Washington. People were, um, some people had read my tweets and become offended by them. Offended? And so, yes. Just by this? Yes, because, because the discussions yeah. went on and people said to me, well, don't you think a trans woman is a woman? Oh my God. And I said, no, I think, you know, people should be able to dress how they want, call themselves whatever they want live as they choose and not be discriminated against not be harassed but that doesn't make a man a woman and you know we have to think about how in society you accommodate different people without um impinging on other people's rights of course. um and so that is quite different in the u.s i think to here um, unfortunately it is i yeah. think this all this whole ideology is, is coming from the US and yes, is absolutely. invading you absolutely. Know, other countries. Yeah, so the, I think a couple of people in the US were offended and knocked on the door a of HR. Of no, a couple of women. Women. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Unfortunately, many, especially young women, right? Yeah. They, they tend to defend more uh, people who follow this ideology than other women and feminists. It's very sad. Yeah, I mean, you see this with, like, there are not that many men who speak up about this, but when they do, they don't get the kind of vitriol and the kind yeah, of attacks that I women know. do. No, they, it's terrible. It's, it's much easier for them to speak up. But Maya, when you lost your job and when you were suffering, some of these women, they were thinking about you. They, they, were, they were reaching out and say, Oh, poor her, maybe, you know, maybe she lost her job, maybe she's the real victim here, or no. Well, or they couldn't care so less. It took about six months for me to lose my job. I was investigated, they commissioned a report about me, there was a whole process. And then, um, so it started, I started tweeting in October 2018, and I finally lost my job at the beginning of March must um, have been 2019. And that six months was awful because I didn't know who was talking about me. I didn't know what they were saying about me. I, you know, I, I didn't know if they thought I'm I was so a bigot sorry. or not. Um, it, that was, and I was isolated at, and nobody knew what I was going through. That was awful. Could you sleep at night, Maya, during um, that period? You know, I can't even remember. It's, it's hard to remember. Um, it was just, it was very stressful. I, you know, I was mainly working from home, but I didn't want to go into the office. You know, when you're in that, that um, environment where people, you know, people are talking about you, and you don't know who's talking about you, it's it's awful. And so no then, one protected you. No. no one protected you, and and told the, the other ones that there is something called free speech. No, and and, and you you yeah. could have talked freely. <laughs> exactly, no one. and yeah. and lots of people, you know, when I did lose my job, so um, one of the things that I'd been doing over that time was writing an article because when I started um, uh, deciding that I you know I wanted to um, contribute to this debate sure. um, I started tweeting I wrote to my MP 
I started a little local group, so I met some women you are in my in Honestly. my local area. Well done. <laughs> and I started writing an article. Yeah. It took me a while to write it. Um, so then, when I lost my job um, in March 2019, it was um, the day before International Women's Day. So I published the article just on Medium, and you know, mm. for, I said, "It's International Women's Day. I've lost my job. Um, this is what I wanted to say." And the article was about. Um, the sex and gender question, particularly in relation to international development and development organisations. So, you know, the UN and Oxfam yeah. and all these organisations, if you can't, you know, say what a man is and what a woman is, how can you keep people safe? Women safe. Yes, exactly. Um, and so uh, I published the article on International Women's Day, um, not thinking that I had any employment rights, but just putting it out there. And I wrote a thread on Twitter and I said I lost my job um, and um, I say this is like the fairy godmothers arrived the feminist lawyers um, were, were looking for a case so there was a group of feminist lawyers who had been thinking about a case like mine um, and waiting for one um, and so I they sort of contacted me that's the good news yes yes so, so that was that was like the, the, <laughs> the feminist it was it was the cinderella oh, moment yeah. you know <laughs> i i lost my job i tweeted it that's um good. and the, the feminist lawyers kind of turned up and and said you know you do have employment rights yeah. and then they explained that um there was this case they wanted to bring about belief discrimination yes um so in the UK, in the Equality Act, you're, you have protected characteristics, so race, sex, disability, sure. age. You shouldn't be discriminated against or harassed because of those. And one of the characteristics is religion or belief. So you shouldn't be harassed for being Catholic or being an atheist. So belief and lack of belief are both protected equally. And also philosophical beliefs, not yes. just religious beliefs. The idea was, is the ordinary belief that sex is real and immutable and important so it's it's it is a feminist belief but it's sort of almost it's more ele elemental than that it's the yeah, you know scientific yeah and true yes exactly <laughs> it's just a very basic belief yeah. is, is that belief and it's not offensive to <laughs> no, tell the truth exactly you know, I, i'm sure you're a great person <laughs> a mother you know a kind heart you know you don't want to do anything bad to anyone right? yeah you just want to tell the truth yes exactly exactly um and so they wanted to test whether this belief as a philosophical belief could be protected because that would mean that um you know because it wasn't just me that yes. lost my job yes. there were there yeah. have been so many women and you know since i launched the case yeah. i've heard from so many women in that's terrible all Maya. kinds of jobs who've either because they've said something on social media or because they've said something you know sometimes if your work involves um collecting data or safeguarding or you know thinking about um you know nurses thinking yeah. about how you organize um wards and so on you know they've wanted to talk talk about this in their job i only wanted to talk about it on twitter um and, and they can't you know and people are being bullied and harassed for and academics obviously for wanting to write yeah. about this but the worst so, thing is to silence people because a lot of people, maybe they're not fired only because they're silenced. You know, exactly. They're, you know, they're keeping their yes. beliefs for themselves. Exactly. This is so sad. Exactly. This is a huge discrimination. And there, you know, and there are thousands of people with anonymous Twitter accounts just sure. because they can't put yeah. their face and their name out there because they know, know somebody will report them to their workplace and, you know, they're in fear for their jobs. Um, and so this was a test case to demonstrate or to yes. establish that the belief is protected and also the lack of belief. So um, what we pleaded was there is a an ideology, gender ideology, yes. um, which some people hold that gender identity is more important than sex. They're and, free to. Yeah, and have they're free to hold that belief and yeah. they shouldn't be discriminated or harassed for holding that belief. Exactly. But I'm a an atheist in relation to that belief. Yeah, sure. I don't believe in it and I shouldn't be forced to play along with it absolutely um, and so that was that was the case that is the case so you lost the first case right in um it came to court 
in November 2019 and this was the it was a preliminary hearing so it's not the whole case but it's just the first bit of the case was just to test is this belief and lack yes, of belief yeah. protected we gave the judge um, you know we thought we had to take him up a learning curve of understanding the issues yeah. um, and so we gave him a big bundle of documents to read and Kathy, the judge did read the doc documents and, or no um, some of it but not very much I he looked at my tweets and he decided so a man of a course. man a man um, he had to the thing that he had to test was in order for a belief to be protected it has to meet certain criteria so it has to be serious it has to be um, cohesive you know it can't be just like a belief in um, fairy tales yes exactly it has yeah. to be something important in your life and it has to be and it yeah. has to be um, uh, serious and so things that have been protected like belief in Scottish nationalism and um, stoicism you know like ancient philosophy yeah. of stoicism so um, he had to test it against these things and one of the things he had to test against was um, is it worthy of respect in a democratic society which means does it destroy other people's rights so you know being a fascist or a neo-nazi those those things are not protected so you have you know if it seeks yeah. to destroy other people's rights yes. then it's not protected and he decided that my belief ordinary belief in sex fitted into that category Very interesting. Very um, interesting. and and so in order to do that he had to find something awful yeah. to say that I had done and what he said that I'd done was that I had um, misgendered somebody you know I'd called somebody by the wrong pronouns um, oh, and that that's the end of yes the world and nowadays. that's the end of the world yeah. and so he combed through the you know so when you go to court you have to put everything you know every piece of evidence in there um, and so as I say when I first got interested in this and I thought um, this is a really important issue for women I'm going to do the things that I can do from where I sit so as I say I wrote to my MP I started writing this article and then one of the things that I did was um, I'm a scout leader I was a scout leader yes I'd looked at the scouts transgender policy and their safeguarding I mean you have safeguarding yeah. training you know which is all about um, what should you do if you're concerned about a child? How do you make sure that you do everything to keep children safe? Um, and the things in the transgender policy undermine safeguarding. So it said things like, if a child tells you that they are, they think they're transgender, you shouldn't tell the parents. And that's, you know, you shouldn't keep secrets with children um, you know, I, I'm a mother. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, terrible idea. And Very you know, bad if idea. a child tells you they think they're transgender, I mean, I'm not a therapist. It's not for me to say whether they are or they aren't. But they're probably on the internet talking to people who may not be who they say they are. You know, they so, they need to, they need their parents to know. They need therapy. They need you know to work through it properly. What they don't need is adults keeping secrets with exactly. them. Um, and so I wrote to the scouts and said there are problems with your policy yeah. um, and they wrote back to me and we had a bit backwards and forwards this went on for quite some time um, and eventually they did change their policy they made it better well and done so, yeah. <laughs> well done yeah you're amazing <laughs> you're an I angel mean, for women honestly and there, children as well there I mean the, yeah. the good thing is there are thousands of women doing this you know people kind of picking on the yeah. bit that's close to them and and sort of saying this is not right um, so I so I did it with scouts and then I, I wrote about that and I got into a um, discussion an argument with this scout leader on Twitter okay. um, who is based in Dundee so I've never met him I'm gonna call him him um, he is non he identifies as non-binary okay. looks Fair like enough. a man yeah. got a beard yeah. looks like a man um, and wants to be called by the pronouns they and them um, and I forgot as I did just now um, and also it's connected with the ideology yes right? absolutely. I, mean, I mean the pronouns are part 
of the ideology package. Yes. So if you don't believe in that package, you shouldn't have to use them. Yeah. I mean, which wasn't actually what I was thinking. I, I just had forgotten. It's quite hard to call somebody they. You sure, know, it's quite sure. hard yeah, not yeah. to call a man he. Um, I and, think they should invent a new pronoun, honestly. <laughs> well, don't. There are, there are hundreds of them. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. <laughs> you don't want to go there. <laughs> you don't want to go there. You know, poor teachers, they're having children changing their pronouns daily. So I'd call this person they on Twitter yeah. and they had complained to scouts and so I had to defend myself to scouts as well um, and they'd written to scouts and said that I was a liar and that I would kill children you know I would put children at risk and oh you know terrible like he'd written terrible things about me so I wrote, wrote back to scouts and said this person yeah. is a man and I yeah. reserve the right to call them yeah. a man yeah. and if I was on scout camp because yeah. sometimes you go on scout camp and there are different because groups looks like there. Men actually. Yes, yeah. if I was on scout camp and there was a man in the showers, I wouldn't ask them what their pronouns were. Yeah. I would say I would get out. I would get other people out. I would, you know, um, put safeguarding first. Um, so I wrote this to scouts, and that had gone into the evidence, and the judge picked that out of the evidence. So you and became said, the bad person because I yeah. said that I would call a man in the yeah. showers a man that was the bad thing that made me as bad as a nazi in his the killers yeah rapists yeah homicide around us uh, the 99 percent of them the the male you know <laughs> perpetrators absolutely but i mean that, you are the bad yeah, person because and, <laughs> but you know i mean oh my god that's what we're not supposed yeah. to be talking about yeah, i so i am yeah. convinced that you know the fact that 98% of perpetrators of sexual offences are male, yeah. are men. It is the truth. The, you know, that's the thing that we're not, this is trying to confuse yeah. that and, yeah, yeah. and make you unable to talk about it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so November 2019, I was in court. December, I lost. Um, the day after I lost, J.K. Rowling oh. tweeted. Yeah, so the day I lost was awful, you know. I, yeah. Just sat there and read I this. Can only read this judgment. But also for your family, they really yeah. affected your whole life. Yeah, right? I'm sure for your family, it was a hard time. Yeah, I, we were for your children. I mean, it was yeah, it was it was awful. I mean, I'd I'd lost my job. Um, I'd taken the case to court, which I'd I'd never done before. I'd never thought I would do that. Um, sure. And and then to lose. And and to be. Um, you know, kind of then reported in the press as she created a hostile environment at work. You know, so she's we have a to be transphobe. kind with men when they have this feeling, but no one was kind with you. Yes, the no. woman who actually was the real victim of the whole situation. No one was thinking about your mental health. Correct? No, absolutely. No Absolutely. Interesting, very interesting. And but we have to be kind. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> no one is exactly. kind with feminists, but no. we have to be kind. Yes. Okay, that's, that's a good lesson. Yes. It's a new ideology, yeah. right? <laughs> interesting. Yes. Um, yeah. And so then the next day, I was sitting at home trying to kind of get on with some work and sort of work yeah, out. Get what on to with do. your life. Yes, also, work because out you what have to a do life, next. right? So I, so I was sitting there trying to kind of get on with my life, and somebody sent me a, a WhatsApp with a picture of this tweet by J.K. Rowling. And I thought they'd photoshopped it. You know, I thought they'd made it up just to cheer me up. <laughs> but she tweeted about me, about my case. And that was... We love J.K. <laughs> we do. Can we say that out loud and clear? Not only she's a genius, because she's a genius, one of a kind. I mean, we should have more J.K. Rowling's, you know, in the world. But she's also so courageous and brave because yeah. she knew she was going, you know, to be attacked. She knew but she supported you yes. no matter what yeah and it came out of nowhere i had no contact with her beforehand mm. um as i say i didn't i didn't believe it when i saw it and then i just sat there the rest of the day just watching you know the likes and the retweets um of that of that tweet um and then um you know the world kind of went a bit mad after that um you know because once jk rowling had tweeted about yeah. my case it went from being yeah. this small Hi, local Simba. case <laughs> <laughs> to being an international story um and so then it got picked up by the australian newspapers and variety and you know all over the world um all saying what a terrible person yeah. i was um oh and and then i had journalists on the doorstep really unbelievable so basically because you didn't believe in this ideology you 
had to be destroyed. Yeah. But this is, in my opinion, something very similar to a Nazi ideology. I think it's it's authoritarian, absolutely. You know, controlling people's controlling thoughts, people's and, what, thoughts and what they words, say, what they say, and going after people at work. Um, you know, I think that it's a very authoritarian thing. It's very concerning. You know. We should all be very careful what's going on here, especially our politicians. Yeah. I hope they are listening to this episode. Yes. Because maybe they don't know very well what yeah. happened to you, but this is disgraceful. Thank God, after that, you won. <laughs> yes. So then, <laughs> Let's give some hope to yes, our public. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So then I appealed the judgment yeah. um, and it went back to court. It took a while, you know, then COVID happened and things slowed down a bit. Um, but uh, eventually it went back to court in April 2020, which was, so this was the appeal of the preliminary hearing. So just the question of is the belief protected or not yeah. um, to a different judge. And he decided, another man, um, decided that it was. Good, and so, a good one. And so I won. So that was June the 20th, 2020, which was a year after J.K. Rowling wrote her essay. So after she tweeted about me, she wrote this amazing essay where she set out, yes. you know, really clearly and compassionately yes. what the issues were. Um, you know, and when that had happened, I thought, well, this is it. J.K. Rowling said it. Um, but then she, you know, she got this terrible abuse heaped upon her. Um, but anyway, so a year to the day after she wrote her essay, I won my case. And that means that in the UK, um, you can't be discriminated or harassed at work. Now, not just at work, but in a hospital, um, you know, in fantastic. a gym, as so a this is user a great of a service. It's, it's a good we thing. We live in a in a great democracy, honestly, because yes. this is fundamental. You know, if we if we don't believe in that religion, we, we shouldn't have, you know, the police coming no, and knocking at our, our door just because we say, oh, I, I don't believe, you know, in Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's not offensive, you know, you just don't believe in that, you know. You, you were never offensive. You were never someone going after other people because, of course, that's different, right? That's bullying, harassment. But you, we were just saying, what is the truth in your opinion? You right. Know. And and that's it. And, you know, that freedom of belief is really important. Yes. And, you it's know, fundamental. We, In a democracy, it's fundamental. Absolutely. And we can all go to workplaces and have friends who have yes. different beliefs and get along with each other. Exactly. You know, that's how it should work in a democracy. But this idea has become so paramount um, that people are afraid of, of saying anything that that offends the belief. Yeah, but you know what? It's so misogynistic, this whole concept, because we all know, I mean, people with a brain, a brain, functioning <laughs> brain, we all know that, you know, gender ideology is clashing with women's rights. So it's not only something, a bubble, a bubble where, you know, uh, these beliefs affect only people inside this bubble. Because if it was like that, fine, you know, you can do whatever you want, you can believe in whatever you want. But unfortunately, the rights or privileges that they want more, uh, people who believe in this ideology, uh, they're clashing with women's rights. So the rights we obtain, you know, hardly during the past century, they're going to be destroyed. Because if anyone can be a woman, right, there's no need of safe spaces for women, right? Because anyone can be uh, pretend to be a woman, yeah. right? At any hour of the day, correct? It's just a feeling. Yes. A feeling, and, an idea in your and mind. That, and that's the way it's changed from being, you know, originally the idea was um, this was about people who'd, who'd gone through a medical transition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now um, about 90% of people yeah. who identify as trans women haven't had any yeah. surgery. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, you know, and, and people shouldn't be forced to have surgery, but the point is that where there are spaces that are for women, yeah. they should be for women. But the point is that women, who are actually the class that is affected by this, you know, should have a say in this, right? Yeah, absolutely. They want to silence us. Yes. That's unbelievable. Yes. So and we're, we're like voiceless animals that can put in a cage and tell us to be right. good and stay there. Right. And it's, you know, and it's not just... That's I mean, so women offensive. like you and me who are, yeah. you know, kind of loud and, and yeah. um, have, you know, sort of opinions about this. But, you know, of course, my the mother, my mother in law, and women that are the, the or, most affected yes, by this. Absolutely. Of, of and, and, you know, women who um, 
you know, English is not their first language. Yes. Girls and women with learning difficulties, you know, everybody has to be able to yes. navigate the world. And so when a hospital or a school or any kind of service provider says, this is female only space, everyone should be able to understand that you shouldn't need to have a phd in gender studies you know you shouldn't have to negotiate or what does that it's mean it's not rocket science you know, to that, understand you know, who is a man you know, have a you woman? heard about yeah. a man with a, a woman with a penis like yeah. you shouldn't have to think about yeah. that yeah. and at the same time people who are transgender you know it shouldn't be rocket science to accommodate them yeah. without um yeah. abusing the privacy of other people um, so, and definitely yeah. without discriminating. No, no. one wants to discriminate anyone, honestly. I mean, the majority of people I know are very democratic <laughs> and open and definitely not to be gods. But yeah, there's something deeply misogynistic. The arrogance, the audacity, yes. pretending that women stay silent, stay you know, in their place, yes. silent. Yes. And they have to believe what you want them to believe. They have to say what you want them to say. Yes. And so one of the things that I found out about about my case when I lost was um, that there's this thing called the Equal Treatment Bench Book, which is the guide yes. that judges get. I so heard it's about not that. it's not the law, but it's the guidance that the judges get, yeah. and that tells the judges you have to use the correct pronouns, you have mm -hmm. to respect basically that trans women are women. So the judge who was judging my case had already been trained. Um, to think that I was wrong without, imagine. you know, hearing anything. And this is going across, you know, schools are being trained, yes. um, you know, social workers are being trained, uh, journalists are being told what words they can use. Um, yeah, it's you know, very, it's it's very going, serious. All, all of these people uh, that should serious. be speaking the truth are not because they've all been trained or told or punished um, for saying the kinds of ordinary simple things that I, that I said. Yeah, and also, you know, what some people don't get is that not only, you know, people who are real transgender, you know, could pose a risk for women, but especially, particularly, the fake ones. So, you know, who can decide who is the true right. one or the fake? No one, right? So, of course, bad person, a perpetrator of rapist, can use that card. Oh, they're giving me the card to enter into a spa, you know, yeah. with naked women and girls. I use the card. <laughs> Yes. So that's what put us in danger, and especially, again, girls, right? So it's very, very serious, the situation. Yeah. And, and what's happening in prisons, especially, is dramatic. I think we have to give voice to these women who are imprisoned, who are the most vulnerable you know, people in society, who are actually victims themselves, right, of abuse, yeah. sexual abuse yeah. the majority of the time. And they end up having rapists and killers with them sleeping next to them. What do you think about that? So they've now said um, they assess every case. When a male prisoner who identifies as a woman who may or may not have gone through surgery and who may or may not have a um, gender recognition certificate, yeah. They assess them on a case-by-case -case basis yeah. and they decide... Making mistakes like if, for Karen Miller. Well, exactly, Karen yeah. White. Karen if White. There's, if there's, um, sorry for Karen yeah, Miller's I know. in the ward. <laughs> I don't know them. So sorry. You know, so, so yeah. they say that they assess it on a case-by-case -case basis, but mm. like you say, that's... And, and it, who makes these decisions? Right. Do we know them? Do we trust them? And who they are? And how are they weighing up? <laughs> yeah you know, women's rights yeah. and women's privacy and the, their mental health. Um, Absolutely, You yeah. know, because even if a man... No one or, is kind with these women no. in prison. No one is kind. So we have to be kind. But who is being kind with them? Right. And the, um, But also, what they, they, they kind of slip between two different things. On one hand, they say the reason why we have to put um, trans women into women's prisons is because they're not safe. In a make, men's them prison. Safe. Exactly. make them safe. Exactly. But then they also yeah. say the reason why they have to put them in women's prisons is because they have a right to associate with women. Yeah. Because how can they be women if yeah. they're not allowed exactly. to associate yeah. in with fact, women? In fact, they are not. So <laughs> they're the right. big news, but they're, they're not. <laughs> you know, those women who are who are imprisoned are basically Gosh. being used as a, a free service yeah. to those to those men to um, you know help alleviate their gender dysphoria. Why should those women be forced to do that? Um, Again, misogyny. You know, misogyny yes, is the answer. Exactly. Our whole system is still permeated by misogyny. That's why we need more feminists. 
honestly yes we need much more feminists you know <laughs> I, I wrote a book saving the world yes the 21st century yeah. factor for change I should have written you know feminists you know will change the world and save the world because it's true it's not enough to be a woman unfortunately you know you need to be a feminist yeah you need to be a feminist yeah. I mean this this whole thing has has sort of opened my eyes to to yeah. how how often people discount harms to yeah. women and just they don't think, care well, they, they don't matter yeah especially if we are vulnerable especially if we are poor especially yeah. if we don't have you know yeah. our own voice it's yeah. so easy especially if we are you know minors yeah they yeah and, it, and they it's try in, to take advantage it's in those situations yeah. where women don't have choice that that they're going to be made vulnerable by this we have to protect and, them you know the the I just think you need to you need to be able to have clarity you need to be able to say this is not negotiable we can't work out who's real or fake we can't work out which which people have good intentions or yeah. bad intentions that's why we say that women and girls have yeah. you know clear boundaries and, and they shouldn't is, have to negotiate exactly them. and language is so important right so if they change the language the way we express ourselves they end up changing everything the way we feel about ourselves right. the way we perceive reality right that's why we have to battle for language yes absolutely this is not something minor yeah. this no, is actually not. substantial i mean the, you know the other thing you see lots of organizations doing is they don't want to say women because yes, yes, you know, yeah. because they, then they say cervix, cervix havers or u uterus havers and menstruators, preg like people. Terminator. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> pregnant people and yeah. menopausal people, Gosh. and you know that means that yeah. you never get a political view. We of, don't exist anymore, exactly. right? We only you know, exist you're only, compared. Yeah, to, you're like a little Lego yeah. person with yeah. you know these different um, modules no, 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 rather no. than a, you know a person that lives their life but you know what Maya the good news is that the, if the majority of people think like us and they will keep thinking like we think you know they keep rejecting this authoritarian beliefs you know and ideologies I think they can't win they can't win and women and feminists they will win I'm sure about that I, I think you're right I mean I think the reason why people have been kind of punished so hard at work, you know, and people saying the most benign, reasonable things is to try and keep it out of the public domain. Because once you yeah. have it, once you have the debate, once you explain what's happening, I think, yes. you know, pe most people, as you say, agree with us, agree yeah, that, absolutely. you know, you don't mean harm on anybody, yeah. but you have to protect the spaces that that women and girls need to to be able to feel safe and yeah. be safe um but this is what so we want to do and right you want to protect girls and women that's it you don't want to attack anyone no exactly it's so difficult for men to understand that <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong <laughs> you know and, you know and then obviously yeah. there's sport you know yeah. so th this whole question of should um male athletes Honestly, who identify as women it's play in women's sports it's just a joke i saw the <laughs> other day the news the, that now in, in the u.s the academy you know the the college uh yes, swimming Leah the Thomas, the swimmer. yeah no but it's between two transgender you know yeah. men you know that uh, identify as trans women where are the women they don't exist anymore done yeah finito yeah finished of course, it's the end of women's sports because biological, you know, men, they're stronger, faster, you know, yeah. they have different muscles. Good yeah. for them. I'm so happy for them, you know. But again, <laughs> we should do a category just for them, you know, for transgender men. Just do it, you know, just just compete, please. You know, we are very happy to see who is the best. Or compete very with men. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or compete with men. But if you don't want, you know, we can create and we can accommodate them, you know, create something new. Why we always have to take something away from women? Yeah. Why? We ne we didn't even have our sports you right. know, before. Right. Like, I know. It's like 50 years, 100 yes. years, all this stuff, you know, that women have been able to and go into And now we're losing them. But especially in the US, for colleges especially, yeah. it's so important because Absolutely. it's not only the award, it's money. Yeah. You know, you get sponsorships, you get admissions to the top universities. So it's a whole system. We are, you know, taking off this from incredible girls, you know, who are actually yeah. now 
scared and silenced. They can't even say anything because if not, they would yeah. go into trouble. And can you Is imagine, this a democracy? And can you imagine these girls, you know, they've got up at five in the morning every, you know, for yes. years and years Here's to train. Years of sacrifices. And, and it's taken away because... They can't compete. Yes. There's no competition. Yes, absolutely. Finished. Finished. The, the end of women's sports. Mm. Honestly, I, I, I'm shocked about what's happening in the US. And actually, I have uh, many friends there who are shocked as well. I hope they will, you know, start, you know, like a revolution yeah. because uh, this I mean, I is unacceptable. People, people care about sport. And like you say, it's, it's important. Um, and it's just so stark. It does seem to be one of the things that wakes people up to saying, you know, hold on a second, this is this is not right. I hope so, but you know, oh gosh, even even the most reasonable people sometimes they start thinking, oh, but maybe if they don't go into puberty as you know a man, but what do you want to do to these poor children? You want to let them start, you know, when they are, I don't know, four or five. Well, you know, even if they, 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 it's maybe a mistake, they're not, you know, have a clear idea. So all this is so confused. And unfortunately, you know, many people, they're just cowards. I'm sorry. You know, they don't want to step in for women's rights. They, they find a lot of excuses mm. just not to, you know, put themselves, uh, in, you know, into the spotlight. They just want to wash their hands. Basically, yes. Right. Yeah. And say, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I, do, I don't know about it. It's too complicated. Yes. It's not complicated. It's, too, or they it's say, very clear. Yes. It's actually so clear that it's yes. like, I mean, it's mind blowing what's yeah. happening. Or they say, you know, I'm, I'm a man. What, what can I say? Like, well, no, a lot of speak things. Up. You, <laughs> you have sisters, you have aunts, you have, you know, a wife and yeah. daughters. You know, definitely, definitely. We need don't them you care. to speak up. Yes. Definitely. They are our allies. Yeah, so it's a very, very interesting moment in time. But thanks to you and women like you, you know, I can tell you, Maya, we are winning. I think we are. We are I think winning. we are. I mean, and you know, there are now a bunch of cases. I mean, there was my case. But there are other people taking cases. Can you um, tell us more about yeah, these so other Yes, I can cases. tell you about some of the others. So um, uh, Raquel Rosario Sanchez is a student at um, Bristol University, and she was... Um, bullied at Bristol University for um, hosting a Women's Place UK meeting. So no she one hosted, was kind with her. She, exactly. She hosted yeah. a feminist meeting um, to talk about this. Mm -hmm. And she ended up, um, they, they printed leaflets about her and, and threatened to throw milkshakes at her. And, you oh, know, interesting. The same people it, who, who pretend others to be kind right, of Right, exactly. Okay. They made her life Good. hell Good on, they made her life hell on campus. Yeah. And when she complained, the university didn't do anything about of course so wash the hands so she's taking the, her university to court so, you know it's well sort of similar to kathleen stock who was a yeah. academic who you know her life was yeah. made hell in the end she left she didn't sue them um but others are um a professor called joe phoenix professor of criminology is suing the open university um they i mean losing your job is awful but once you're out of it you're you're out of it her case um you know she was there she had to go to meetings where people would say to her face you're like the racist uncle at the dinner table because she'd said that women are you know and and because she's a criminologist she yeah. she was particularly focused on women in prison of course and because she'd said women in prison have the right not yeah. to be imprisoned with ma with men um that you know they in meetings with colleagues they insulted her um and yeah, she she ended up leaving, and she's she's taking her university to court. Um, and you know there are, there are so many of these. They're cases. very aggressive. People who believe in this gender they they look like they're very aggressive and very unkind, right? But, but often, what happen? You know, it's not so much the people who believe in it; it's the bureaucrats and the managers who don't stand up to them. You know, there will always be bullies in any workplace. Yes. Indifference, if, indifference. You right, know, it's so dangerous. Yes, and fear. You know, if yeah. the difference it makes if your employer just says, "No, what you're asking for is not reasonable. Um, we're going to protect this person because what they're doing is reasonable," yeah. you can stop it in its tracks. But yeah. so many employers, when they get a accusation of transphobia, they don't know what transphobia means, and they know that if they ask what's the definition of transphobia, they'll probably be called transphobic themselves because it's defined so widely that 
anyone who thinks that sex matters will be called transphobic. And so, you know, these senior yeah, managers... Even if you say that the sky's blue. Yeah, exactly. That, you know, they just don't want to get into the discussion at all because they don't want to, set off, they don't want to set off a tripwire yeah. themselves. So they think the easiest thing to do is to get rid of people. Um, you know, and there, there are just so many. My, my inbox, my DMs are full of people telling me they're being that's, investigated at work. That's terrible, Maya. Um, yeah, it, it is. How but many uh, victims there are right yes. now? Victims of yes. this uh, uh, belief. Yeah. But then on the other hand, I mean, I, so since I won, um, which was in June this year, um, and it was around the time we were, well, a little bit after that, we were able to sort of go to meetings and things again and see people and go to conferences so um in the autumn i started going to things and i'd meet people and so many people said your case has made a difference to me at work i can use your name i can use your case and That's i can fantastic. say you can't bully me i yeah. you know i have rights yeah we are the victims yeah. honestly i think we are the victims yes and and it's you know that has to be made really clear that People who are being harassed and discriminated yeah. against for gender their critical beliefs—they shouldn't be harassed and bullied no. because of their beliefs. And so, it is it is making a difference where you know where people can use the case, um, um, and that where their employers are paying attention That's and realizing that you know it's not just that they're protecting one group; they have to protect everybody. That's fantastic. So, yes, it's good. And then what did you started after you lost your job? Tell us more about yes. Sex Matters. <laughs> so, I love the name. <laughs> <laughs> so this year um, I co-founded an organization, not-for-profit organization called Sex Matters, um, which is campaigning for clarity on sex in law and policy. Clarity. Yes, <laughs> That's exactly. what we need, clarity. Yes. In the UK, focused on the UK, at least initially, because there has been such a um, grassroots movement in the UK uh, of people saying, you know, women have rights, children have rights, sex is yeah. important for so in so many areas, in prisons, in sports, in I would say in statistics, any area. <laughs> in healthcare. You know, yeah. uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and the law isn't bad. The law is actually quite good if you read it and and read it carefully and clearly. But organisations have been told um, that the law isn't what it is. Yeah. So in around 25% of um, people in the workforce work for employers that are members of Stonewall's um, diversity champion scheme. So Stonewall yeah. was the gay rights organisation. It was founded in the 80s after Section yes. 28. So, you know, it was all about gay rights. Um, my barrister one of the feminist barristers was their second employee um what's her name uh, her name's anya palmer um and uh you know she you know she's one of the many um lesbians and gay men who now feel that stonewall doesn't I know. speak for them I know, yes um but they speak to a lot of employers so, so all of the big big companies universities um, government departments, local authorities, police forces, they're all signed up to Stonewall's scheme. And so Stonewall tells them what it wants the law to be instead of what the law is. And it tells them that they have to enforce yeah. um, they the ideology. Yeah, they confuse things, so they, they, they want to replace the, uh, sex with gender. Right, exactly. And yeah. they want to force everybody to comply with that. Yeah. As sex matters, what we want to do is give people clear guidance, tell them what the law really says, um, encourage employers to get out of the Stonewall scheme and, and go, you know, go back to what the law says. And if they don't think it's clear, ask the Equality and Human Rights Commission, you know, ask the official Fantastic. agencies who are supposed to make, you know, it shouldn't be difficult to follow Fantastic. the law. It shouldn't be, you shouldn't need to pay Stonewall or anybody um, to tell you how to you know how to follow the law well done um, for what you're so, doing Maya yeah so that's what so that's what we're doing and and um we've got at the moment um about six thousand people supporting us um wow. and Fantastic. we and we're you know doing things like um giving them guidance that they can use at work 
um, but also encouraging people to write to their MPs, uh, you know, to engage sure. politically and, you know, to hold these institutions to account that are meant to protect us. Simba is very happy about yes. that. <laughs> so Maya, if our public wants to help uh, Sex Matters, they can find uh, they, uh, your website They online. can find us online. It's www.sex-matters.org. Fantastic. Um, so they can, you know, uh, contribute in every the, possible way. Yes, they there. can. They yeah. can sign up. They can get our newsletter. They can get our resources. They can support us, um, yeah. and hopefully, we can support them. Maya, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank honestly. you for having me. And just a last question: If you were talking with our prime minister now, what would you tell him? I would tell him to rethink his plan to ban conversion therapy. He is, um, he's committed to banning conversion therapy, thinking that it was about gay conversion therapy, um, but they're being pushed into stopping children being able to get therapy to explore their gender identity if they think that they're trans. And so, you know, what you really have is modern conversion therapy, young children who might grow up to be gay or lesbian who think that they're born in the wrong body who are being pushed into converting with drugs and with surgery. And the government is planning to what they, they're saying, it's banning conversion therapy. Um, and but what that will do is criminalize parents, teachers and therapists who want to talk to children, give them time to think. Yes, again, so, because they're confusing gender with sex. So we, we need a clear, right. so, you know, yeah, so I, I would I would tell him not not to rush into it, um, and not to um, think that banning conversion therapy is a simple good thing. Sure. Thank you, Maya. I'm very happy. You know, our public heard your story, and uh, I'm I'm glad you won, and uh, and I'm sure you will have a great future because you are doing something for the people, for the society, for children, for girls, for women. And, you know, I think also for trans people, you know, because I think their life would be much better, you know, and easier if uh, they stop fighting with feminists, right? But we find a common ground. Absolutely. We protect, you know, women's rights, giving them, you know, all the rights that they might have, you know, in order not to be discriminated. And, and we can cohabit, you know, and, and live together in peace, right? Absolutely. This is what we want. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, Thank Maya. You. I hope you will come back. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you everyone for being here with us today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you learned more about this case and you will feel brave enough to speak up and you won't be silenced. Please share this episode with all your friends on all your social media and stay tuned. We will have new incredible guests very soon.